Welcome into Diamonds in the Desert. I'm Jordan Hamm, and uh, Diamondbacks opening at home. The home opener coming up this evening against the Cincinnati Reds, coming off a tough road trip. Uh, two and five is where the record stands right now. Uh, had a nice little two-game win streak to wrap up the San Diego series and then open uh, with an extra innings win uh, against the Rockies, but been some tough sledding ever since. Uh, let's take a look at the Rockies series first. Uh, we had uh, in the opening series, like I said, they won 10-8, to and it was the Matt Peacock show. The newest Arizona Diamondback came in, was able to throw three innings, got a hit, uh, scored a run, got a win, all of that happening in extra innings. So that was uh, impressive. And then also uh, you know, lost in this a little bit was Luke Weaver, uh, five and two thirds, gave up three earned runs, gave up three home runs, 82 pitches, but they were three solo shots. So, um, obviously Colorado, you're going to give up some, uh, some maybe longer shots than you anticipate, but that's no different than playing at Chase Field or, or slightly different. Chase Field has a field that uh, certainly caters to hitters as well. So uh, those three home runs, a bit concerning, but he was able to battle through. Um, and I think if you're uh, keeping close track of Luke Weaver and what he's been able to do in his Diamondbacks tenure, uh, it's a good thing to see because uh, his opening year, very impressive, uh, but it was only for about two months before he uh, had an arm injury, had to sit out the rest of the year. 2020 happens. Uh, I, I just don't think it was a good setup for him to come back. Um, and, and really, it, it was a tough situation for every ball player, but especially a guy coming back from a long-term injury. I think that was especially hard for him, and he struggled mightily. And it was questions about taking him out of the rotation, questions about um, him being more of an opener. Um, and when that's one of the key pieces around the Paul Goldschmidt trade. That's not what you want if you're the Arizona Diamondbacks. So to see him go out five and two thirds, maybe could have gone a bit longer, but I think it was wise of Torrey to take him out there. Alex Young was able to get the job done. Um, Chris Devensky uh, gave up a home run late to tie it. Um, and then that's when it went to uh, extras and Yoan Lopez threw an inning and then Matt Peacock able to kind of get the job done. Very efficient, 30 pitches um, in three innings. So they were able to to get that win there. Um, and you saw the, the bats come alive a little bit. Um, you had Catal uh, Marte um, with a, a key hit there. Uh, Steven Vogt has been hitting the ball well. Um, uh, Christian Walker had an absolute bomb, 420 feet there. Um, so they were able to get a win out of that. And then the next two games in that series, uh, we saw kind of more of the same. Uh, Madison Bumgarner really struggled here early on. 8 nothing loss, just an ugly loss kind of all, all around there. Um, and, and that was just one that you, you can't really pull. You know, you, it, it seems like, you know, you're always trying to pull some positives uh, from this, from every game, but uh, it's few and far between there. Um, you know, a lot of hits, um, a, a lot. Uh, Mad Bum went five innings, gave up five earned runs. Uh, Caleb Smith, who uh, instantly got, or has recently been moved to the uh, bullpen, um, came in in his first appearance. He threw it well, um, but yeah, just a lot of lot of struggles there, um, and that a pretty lopsided game there. Um, and then Merrill Kelly comes in, um, had a decent start in his first start, didn't go that deep um, in San Diego, um, but was able to kind of hold his own. Uh, but in this one, uh, really struggled. Um, maybe was out there a, a touch too long um, because he had given up four runs. 
He was getting towards the end of the uh, sixth inning, um, and then uh, ho- big home run there uh, made it uh, six or seven nothing. Excuse me, six earned runs for him though. Kevin Ginkle comes in, comes in. Yoan Lopez comes in, and they're able to uh, you know kind of shut things down. And the Diamondbacks get a couple runs late, um, but it was slow going. John Gray. Uh, the the Rockies pitching staff. When we talked to Thomas Harding, he was talking about how much they've been struggling. Um, unfortunately, early on, it, it let's hope if you're a Diamondbacks fan that this isn't a common theme that the Diamondbacks are the common cure for a struggling offense or a struggling pitching staff um, because they struggled mightily against a lot of these pitchers. They were the the Rockies pitchers were able to go deep in games and the Diamondbacks just flat out weren't. So uh, Pavin Smith able to have two hits. Um, Eduardo Escobar, who's been very quiet, uh, two walks and a home run late in the game. And those runs didn't really mean much. Um, but sometimes it just takes one swing to get get things back on track with the Diamondbacks last year they really struggled to score runs early on and then you remember uh, Cole Calhoun hit a ball off the wall against the Astros and it kind of rattled around it turned into an inside the park home run and they exploded for 12 or 13 runs and then all of a sudden there it seemed like their offense found a rhythm so maybe for Escobar this was the one you know sometimes you just need one good swing one good connection to kind of right the ship but he's struggled so much this year early on. David Peralta also, he had a triple, but he's hitting 179. Christian Walker, the big fly, uh, you know, earlier in the series was great, but 138. So a lot of low numbers here um, in the batting order, and things are only getting worse because guys are um, falling to the injured list frequently. And the latest victim is Cattell Marte. Um, And he, you know, he's been, he was off to such a good start. It felt like 2019 Cattell Marte, where he was fourth in MVP voting. He was making some great plays in center field. Uh, He was being that spark, um, but he was able to get on base uh, frequently early on in the season. Now he uh, has a hamstring issue. He's on the 10-day IL. Uh, Looks like Cole Calhoun could be back soon. Zach Gallen has been progressing, I think, a little bit quicker than um, the team thought. Um, So that's that's good news. But uh, you have Nick Ahmed also on the... Uh, 10-day IL. You have uh, two, a couple p- key pieces of your bullpen and in, in Joaquin Soria and Tyler Clippard. Uh, Chris Davinsky is on the restricted list. We don't know why um, that is right now. The, the restricted list usually keeps it pretty vague, um, and Tori Lovello has not really commented on the, the situation or um, if he even, uh, Davinsky, could be back this year. Um, so it's plenty of struggling, and the big names uh, that you need bouncing back um, almost all of them um, are on the injured list, aside from like Madison Bumgarner. Uh, so it rough weekend, and it doesn't get any easier. Uh, you have your home opener uh, this evening on Friday. This is a time of recording, or a day of recording is Friday. Um, and now you have the Cincinnati Reds coming into town who have won five straight. Uh, they have scored the most runs in the National League uh, in like 50 years. Um, they have a bit of swagger to them right now. Uh, Nick Castellanos has kind of set the tone with them. Uh, this was a team that made the playoffs, but I think ultimately w- um, didn't meet expectations last year. They're, that was kind of a hot team in the NL Central, um, and they really struggled offensively early on, uh, but able to sneak into the playoffs before they were knocked out in the wild card. Uh, so you have a really hot team coming in, a team that scores a lot of runs. They have... Uh, 
they're coming into a friendly ballpark that gives up a lot of runs. Um, and the you're we're going to the the Diamondbacks are going to be seeing the back end of that pitching staff, but even the back end of that pitching staff is pitching really well and going deep into ball games. So the bullpen is fresh. Um, the the team overall is uh pitching really well, hitting really well, uh, and we are going to have Bobby Nightingale of the Cincinnati Inquirer join us to talk about uh, that, the team, um, the matchup that he sees, uh, you know, the, the kind of X factor of the next three days, uh, and also, of course, uh, food recommendations. We have made this into a baseball and food podcast. So uh, Bobby Nightingale here uh, to discuss the Reds and the Arizona Diamondbacks. And Diamonds in the Desert is now joined by Bobby Nightingale of the Cincinnati Inquirer. The Reds off to a hot start as they have been putting up a ton of runs and the pit, the starting pitchers doing quite well as well. We're going to preview here this upcoming series here with the Reds and the Diamondbacks. Bobby, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, happy to join. So let's start things off here with the Reds offense. Six games, 57 runs. It's the most runs for any NL team since 1962. Uh, obviously, the, the crooked numbers are always very fun uh, in, in baseball, but just what's it been like seeing it front row seat, being able to see all of this production from the Reds here early on in 2021? Yeah, I mean, it's been incredible. I mean, 57 runs, like you mentioned. It just, it just seems like every ball they're putting in play is finding a random hole. It's either ground balls through the infield, fly balls that uh, drop right in front of outfielders or into the gaps. Uh, it's just one of those where it, it seems like everyone's clicking at the same time. I mean, Nick Castellanos has uh, definitely been kind of their spark plug of the first few games, and Tyler Naquin uh, leads the league in homers and RBIs. Uh, but, but it means just up and down the lineup it just seems like every person is contributing uh you know the, this is kind of what they hoped for uh you, you know they were going to have a formidable lineup but obviously no one could predict they'd be averaging almost 10 runs a game to this point so uh, i think you're a fortunate one that they caught the uh pittsburgh pirates early in the season to, to kind of beat up on them but also i mean a huge confidence boost just doing what they're doing yeah, and a pretty good series against the Cardinals as well. Uh, obviously, a lot of buzz around uh, Nick Castellanos uh, and, and the, uh, I don't know if we can call it a brawl, but the, the benches clear and extracurriculars that happened. Um, do you feel like that was a bit of a spark there uh, for the team to kind of, you know, reset maybe perhaps a um, underwhelming to their standards 2020 and, and kind of really get off to a hot start here early on? Yeah, I think a little bit. I mean, I think he's definitely one of the fiery hitters, and it helps that he's been so locked in at the plate. You saw it at the end of spring training. Uh, he, he was great the last two weeks of spring training, and then he just carried it right into the, the first week of the season. Uh, but I think that was important for them against the Cardinals because, you know, the Cardinals are a team they really haven't had much success with in the past few years. And I think it was just one of those, not, not that it was trying to make a statement at the time. I mean, he was upset that he got hit by a pitch. Um, and that kind of started it, but uh, I think it was just one of those that it was, you know, we're, we're facing the Cardinals and we feel like we're their equals and uh, we're not going to back down to them. So I, I, I think that kind of, you know, lit, lit some fire to the team. I, I was surprised he got a two-game suspension out of it. Uh, he's still eligible to play while he's appealing. Uh, so I was surprised to see that just because all he did was yell and he didn't uh, initiate contact. Uh, kind of walked away from everyone after it all started. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it's something the team's rallied around and it's something they've embraced is, uh, you know, just trying to p- 
play with as much energy uh, and maybe as much swagger as possible. Amir Garrett said it a couple of days ago they want to be the most, you know, they want to be known as some bad flipping um, type of team, the cockiest team in baseball. I was actually going to ask you about the the attitude of the team, but it seems like uh, you know that that's the answer right right there. You know, have have some swag and have some attitude um, with uh, you know the the starting pitching now. One point six one ERA, one trip through uh, the rotation, uh, thirty five strikeouts in twenty eight innings. Uh, we're going to see here in Arizona the back half of that rotation, but it still seems like uh, all three of those starters have been able to go deep into the game. Just what have you been, what can you tell us about, uh, you know, the, the back end of that rotation and just how they've been able to perform here early on? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just one of those where they're all fighting for jobs still. Um, they had two, the Reds have two starters on the injured list. Sonny Gray's one of them and Michael Lorenzen's the other one. And the, well, Sonny Gray should be back within a week. Michael Lorenzen maybe a little bit longer. So I think it's one of those where, you know, the, the four or five starters, Jeff Hoffman and Jose De Leon, uh, who the Diamondbacks will see, I, I think both of them are just looking at it as, you know, I, I need to pitch well to, to stay in the major leagues to, to keep proving myself um, and, and not be sent to the alternate site. So I, I think that's where you're seeing that. And, um, you know, both of them have always had potential. Jeff Hoffman was a top prospect coming up. Jose De Leon was a top prospect. Uh, but they just haven't have been consistent in the major leagues. And I think it's one, one thing where they're older, um, this is both of their first chances to really work with Derek Johnson, the Reds pitching coach, who's had a ton of success uh, the past few years, first in Milwaukee and now in Cincinnati. So I, I, I think it's, you know, one, they have to prove themselves, and two, the, the talent's always been there. It's just a matter of getting it out of those guys, and I think they, they were able to show that their first turn through the rotation. The Reds coming in hot as can be, uh, the Diamondbacks struggling, and it seems like uh, every major player is headed to the IL. Um, it seems like they're they're dropping like flies here early on. Uh, but when you look at this matchup, just what jumps out to you about being a couple key factors here for the next three games? Yeah, I, I think the first thing is whether the Reds will continue to hit the way they have. I mean, if they're still going to swing a hot bat I mean they, they can beat anyone if they're going to score uh, and hit like they have and it's one of those things they, they had a disappointing 2020 season for most of the year they got hot at the very end and snuck into the playoffs uh, but they always felt like their offense was a lot better than it was last year they had the lowest batting average in the league uh, their batting average on balls in play was way lower than historically low and I think it was 20 points lower than any other team in the majors so they always felt like they were capable of having an offense like this um, but it's just uh, what, what they've done in the past week has been incredible. So it, it's a matter of seeing if they can carry that. And, and also, too, I mean, it, it's their first road trip uh, to the West Coast and since 2019 because they did uh, the regional schedule last year. So I, I think that'll be important, too, for them just to kind of set the tone. They start they start in Arizona this weekend, go to San Francisco after that uh, to see if they can carry that momentum just because, you know, it, they, they, they beat up on the Pirates. Uh, they had a good series against the Cardinals. Uh, so it, it's just how much can they carry that? Uh, because, because the Diamondbacks, I think, are a better team than the Pirates. As I talk to those who cover baseball day in and day out, no matter where they are in the country, I always like getting kind of a beat of what their viewpoint is of the Diamondbacks. Get kind of a try to get a more national view of it. Uh, when you look at this Diamondbacks team again, a lot of injuries, um, you know, not many moves this off season, but just what jumps out to you about that roster and the team, the way the team's constructed right now? 
Yeah, it was tough seeing Marte's injury uh, yesterday and just seeing him go on the, the injured list. But, uh, you know, they're, they're, to me, they're kind of a team stuck in the middle right now, whether, uh, you know, they're not committed to rebuilding, but they're also not the Dodgers or the Padres who are, uh, you know, favored to win the division or contend for a playoff spot. So, I, but, but they have enough veterans where, you know, the, some, of those, some of those teams can be sneaky and um, they can sneak up on teams. Obviously, Madison Bumgarner's got off to a bad start, but... Um, you know, with, with some some of those veterans like him, David Peralta in the lineup, um, you know, I, I could see them at least being a team that hovers around 500 if everything went right. Uh, but it's just a matter of, you know, when you get off to a slow start uh, and, and you're not expected to be the Dodgers or the Padres, that's tough to make up ground. So I think that's probably the toughest part for them is injuries came at a bad time. You have a slow start. Uh, but if everything did go right, I, I could see them being around 500. Now, we end every one of these uh, interviews with a food question uh, because I think baseball and food go hand in hand. Uh, if a fan here, that uh, a listener, is, is going to check out a game uh, in Cincinnati, uh, what concession stand should they hit? Is, is there a, a restaurant that's, that's walking distance to the ballpark that is a, a favorite of yours? Yeah, I, I would say I, I know there's a stand in the concessions, but you almost have to go uh, – uh, venture out a little bit but it's montgomery and ribs it's a famous barbecue joint I, I think it's one uh you know it reminds me a lot of kansas city i, I used to live in the kansas city area uh, i think that's the best barbecue in the nation but uh, montgomery and ribs and uh, the barbecue they have there i think is comparable uh to kansas city and you've been to, to arizona with, for spring training quite a few times any uh, arizona restaurants that you're looking to hit went for the next couple of days uh, I always try to make sure I stop at Butterfields for breakfast. I, I don't know why, but that's my that's my favorite breakfast place in the country. Uh, and, and then also oregano pizza. Uh, to me, to me, it's always a must visit in, during spring training. Yeah, got a got a few good recommendations there. Well, Bobby, thank you so much for the insight. Uh, should be um, an interesting next couple of games. We'll see if the Reds stay hot or if the the Diamondbacks can start to piece some things together. But thank you so much for uh, joining us and giving us a look at the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Appreciate Bobby jumping on um, and talking some Cincinnati Reds. Uh, when teams are putting up these huge numbers and you know they're pitching well and uh, they get off to a hot start, much like the Dimebacks did uh, in Torrey's first year, it's, there's a buzz to it right off the bat, and it's so so exciting. Um, and uh, we'll see if the Dimebacks can kind of straighten this out. He, uh, Bobby, said, you know, if, if things go right, they could be a 500 team. That's what I said at the beginning of the year as well. So uh, we'll see if uh, these early struggles can. Uh, can, they can grow from it and, and see kind of what happens. But I think priority number one is getting everybody back healthy. Uh, again, Zach Gallen could be back sooner rather than later. Uh, Nick Ahmed, uh, Cole Calhoun have, have progressed nicely. But uh, should be an interesting weekend, uh, to say the least. Uh, and this is uh, could be one that uh, the Diamondbacks can certainly build off of, or it could be one where the um, you know it, it continues, the struggles continue, um, and you have another good team in the A's coming later uh in the first half of next week. So um, a lot to keep an eye on with the Arizona Diamondbacks. As always, thanks so much for tuning into Diamonds in the Desert. I'm Jordan Hamm, and uh, make sure to catch some baseball this weekend.